Hello, everybody, and welcome to uh, the moment you've all been waiting for. It is another Survivor New York finale podcast. I'm Naomi. That doesn't matter. Today we have with us uh, not only uh, he just had a birthday, uh, Virgo King, right? Oh it's God. Chris Lord. How are you? I'm good. I'm 31 and feeling old. <laughs> you don't That's look a day over 30. Um, well, Chris, we are joined, first of all, by another iconic fake Survivor host. I mean, you call it fake Survivor, but the emotions are real. Uh, it's Cooper from yeah. Survivor Michigan. Cooper, how are you? I am doing fantastic. Thank you for having me on. Long time no see. Oh my gosh. I'm so excited we're back. Uh, this is, uh, first of all, an insane season to talk about. And I don't know how much you knew beforehand or afterwards, but uh, we're going to get into all of it. But we have to introduce, uh, she's the woman of the hour. It is Sarah. <laughs> Honestly, I would say like, you know, the. No, I don't want to say the Dominic to Paddock's Wendell, but I would say one of the best Survivor New York players we've had. Sarah, how are you? Oh, that is so nice. I'm good. For the people listening, I do have COVID right now, so my voice is a little <laughs> off. But I'm doing well, and I'm really happy to be here. I've been very bored, stuck by myself, so I'm really excited it's so, so fun. I've listened to all of the podcasts. I just they're so fun. I really like talking about this. So. Yeah, some people call you a cheater, but we call you one of our favorites. I'm <laughs> <laughs> okay. We'll, we'll get into all of that. Um, but first, Sarah, I, I want to talk to you about like, what made you play Survivor New York. That's the first question. Um, after yeah. I was so mean to you at Survivor Buffalo, why did why did you decide to come hang out with me again? I didn't leave that season thinking you were mean to me for one, <laughs> but um, yeah, I mean, playing so my first ever game was Survivor Michigan, and obviously that didn't go well for me. I got voted out first, but like I literally had so much fun in that like it was a week since the games are supposed to be long, so I had like a week of playing Survivor, and it was so much fun. Um, so emotionally devastating, but so fun that I figured like it would be so much fun to play again and go further and how much more fun would I have if I went further. So, I mean, I really wasn't discouraged by that. I feel like I just wanted to do it again. And it was um, Sarah from Survivor Buffalo that reached out to a couple people from Survivor Michigan and asked if you wanted to play Survivor Buffalo, which is how I heard about LRGs. Um, and had so much fun that one. So at that point, I was applying to any game that I'd ever heard of. Uh, and <laughs> yeah. So Cooper, uh, I was I remember when I sort of saw Sarah, and then I knew Sarah's on. And I was surprised that she came back. Now, Cooper, am I wrong? You voted Sarah out like very harshly, <laughs> I would say. So can you be nice to her and rep like to repent for your sins? Of course, Sarah and I are on great terms now. Yeah, we're past <laughs> Thankfully, we got over it. But yes, I, I did vote her out. And what did you think seeing like, not only Sarah, but Paddock come back to like play a different game? I feel like there is something really fun about watching players from college drivers go on and play other games. What did you think about seeing is two people from your seasons on this game? Yeah, I mean, well, first of all, I, I knew they were both very, very good players, right? Like, I played with Sarah, and, like, realistically, there was there was no real reason why she should have been the first one out there. Um, and then I, like, hosted Paddock. Um, so I knew they were both very good players, and I was super excited to watch them on the season. Um, and then, obviously, they both did all right. So, um, yeah, it was it was 
bizarre to kind of see them playing the same season though. Um, just in the sense that like I like I view everything in like, oh, these are the people that played Survivor Michigan season one and two and three, and they're all in their own separate boxes. So when those boxes mix, mm. it's, it's kind of interesting for me. But yeah, it was super fun to watch them. Yeah, I, I crazy to see two people from Survivor Michigan playing the same season. Um, and we'll never definitely ever see that again. Um, Chris, I want to talk to you about casting Sarah. Like I had already met Sarah. Uh, shout out to Sarah. Right. But what did you think? Well, I mean, I think initially since you had played with her, it was like a, a really good push from you that kind of sold me on her right from the beginning. And I think that she's the total package uh, for, I think, a lot of reasons. Um, and we saw that throughout the season. I mean, I've seen Sarah play a few games now. I've seen her play Buffalo, Survivor Pennsylvania, Doubt, Survivor New York. She is smart. She's tactical. I am still so shocked that she was voted out first of Survivor Michigan. I have not seen it. And I, it, it kind of saddens me to watch it, to know that she'd be voted out first because I just don't believe it. Like, that's how good of a player I know she is. So I just can't even fathom that that's a reality in some worlds, you know? But well, that's, that's reminds, the reason. Yeah, yeah. It kind of reminds me of, like, some people get voted out first and they take it really hard and they never want to play again. But I think, Sarah, for you, it just goes to show that, like, you just got to keep trying and, like, having fun. And along the way, you will find your success if you just keep sort of looking for the spirit of the game, which is let's play Survivor. This is all fun and games. Um, Sarah, yeah. how I mean, does it feel, yeah, like, to just go from those sort of ends of the spectrum? Yeah, I mean, I looking back, there obviously is an amount, a certain amount of luck in any game of Survivor, so anything is possible in any season. But I mean, looking back, I totally know what mistakes I made in Survivor Michigan that made me um, be the first person out. So I have become a better Survivor player as I went along, um, and I really think that's something to do with like this veterans versus contenders theme of Survivor New York because I had so much experience. I got out bad mistakes early on in other games. Um, so it's really like a learning experience too. You think you're gonna go in and play a certain way, um, but until you actually like do it, and I'm sure it's real as well, you have no idea how you're gonna act, behave. So uh, Cooper, I forget, did you know how the season ended already? I feel like I must. you must have known and we talked about it, but I can't remember exactly. I, I did, yeah. I mean, I like, I, I like talked to the two of them enough, Emily and Sarah, that like I, I did hear that they may have gotten first and second. Uh, so yeah. I did watch the season knowing that, but um, that was still very interesting yeah. to see how it all happened. Yeah, exactly. I was just going to ask you, like, when when you're watching this road and you see how many sort of bumps are in the way, uh, I feel like you would have probably been questioning yourself, like, did I really get the right spoilers? Like, how did they make the end? How, what was that like for you watching this season, knowing how it ends? It So it was weird because I Paddock was in such a weird spot at the merge of kind of like she was kind of between the two groups and everything. Um, and then obviously her all of her orange people go out kind of early and then she's like the last orange left for a long time um so that was interesting but i i and i did kind of see once they picked that side i was like how is this going to happen where they end up kind of being the last two there and i was like it, it seems like the only real way is for them to just kind of pick off all the other side and then just like pick off all the quote-unquote like threats from their own side 
Um, so I was wondering if that was kind of how it was actually going to play out or if there was going to be some more twists and turns. But for the most part, that, that kind of is how it played out, really, was they just like wiped out the other side. And then that group that was the non-threats uh, <laughs> all just kind of came together and just started then picking off the people. So it was very interesting to watch happen. As uh, Bennett calls them, the misfit toys. Yeah. <laughs> Cooper, I have, so, a, I have a hard, I have a hard hitting question. Ooh, if you ooh. were on that jury, would you have voted for Sarah or would you have voted for Paddock? And don't say Sarah just because she's here. Like, she won't be offended. I know she will. If you had to say, I so <laughs> well. See, I also know I can see Emily's in the chat too. So they're both here, really. <laughs> um, <laughs> truthfully, I I'm. Because I, when I host these things, I like for people to give answers. So I will answer it. I'm going to actually say I would have voted for Emily just because that is the game that I like to play more. She was like idols, advantages. She was the one kind of just flipping and flopping in the middle for a little bit um, and being a little more out there. And I'm not saying that's better or worse in terms of game style at all, but that's the game that I really enjoy watching. Um, so I, if I was on the jury, that's probably what I would have done. But that is not to say in any world that Sarah played a bad game. And I actually, before we came on, was telling Naomi that I think Sarah maybe should have won, but that's a whole different story. Mm, Sarah was robbed, uh, my new <laughs> podcast coming soon. No, I have to say, Sarah, that like the amount of messages I got from people saying it was a tie, but like it was deserved. Like they, there were so many people who were watching the season who were like, I can't believe it was a tie because that's exactly what I wanted. Um, I don't know if you saw any of that. There's some YouTube comments and stuff like that. What did you think about that reaction? I didn't see it. I didn't really look at the comments or anything, but um, I really well, appreciate nice. that. They're very, they're very pleasant fans, I have to say. <laughs> I really appreciate that. I mean, I think um, it's so funny because, like, my headspace was very strange during that last, like, uh, last tribal council or, like, right before voting out um, Emily or Andrea. And... Uh, like, if I were on that jury, as me, I would have voted for Emily. That was the game that I admired more at the time when I was watching it. So I did not go into that final tribal expecting to win. Um, I was hoping to win, obviously, but I didn't go into it expecting to win. And I think it took, like, literally watching it back to be like, okay, I was, like, in, like, kind of getting more perspective this is also a weird aside, but I feel like watching Big Brother has made me um, appreciate social game a lot more than I had previously and like smaller moves just because it's such a long game. So I feel like maybe like now I would have voted for me, but at the time I would have voted for Emily. Interesting. I mean, look, I yeah. always say zero votes against is a huge accomplishment. Um, and Davey makes- I didn't even say that at Final Tribal, I don't think. I, that didn't I know, Sarah, Final. I know. I was like, oh my God. Okay, Sarah, you've got such a keen eye when assessing a group of people or a challenge and are very strong. I have to say, I totally agree with Davey. Davey, one of the votes for you. Um, this this whole season, I think, we watch these pairs uh, sort of fail one after the other, and you and Emily are the pair that sort of succeeds, but there's that great split at Final Four, um, and people are, we're going to talk about it later, but like, let's talk about the early game, because that that's... This is a really fascinating thing, I think, because you start off where you're basically four out of six, I would say, right? It's Kira, and then if you lose again, it's yeah. Jack, and then if you lose again, it's you. Um, but you kind of knew that also. So can you talk to me about being on pink in that early game and, like, what was going on for you? 
Yeah, I, well, first of all, I really enjoyed everyone on the panel. Like, everyone is such a nice person. We did all get along really well. Um, but just something in me, it's not even really that Emily, Davey, and Alejandro were, like, talking together a lot. It just was really in me that um, they were, like, kind of the decision makers of the tribe. Mm -hmm. You know, I had, I don't remember really what my preference between Jack and Kira was at first vote. I, like, don't know if I said it in the show. I don't remember. But, um, yeah, it was just something that was telling me that the three of them were working together more closely. They were more talkative with each other. I take longer, I think, to connect with people um, than the three of them did to connect with each other. Um, I also wasn't, like, from New York, and there were a lot of people from New York that had more things in common. So I was just feeling a little bit on the outs, I think, in the early. And then, and then especially, actually, when we tribe swapped and me and Jack were on that uh, we orange. Uh, yes. yes, I believe you were. Yeah, so on that tribe swap as well, I even felt like very on the outs in that tribe. So yeah, it was like a, I knew I would have to play like the underdog non-threat from a very early point in the game. Um, also, Kyle wants to make a final four with you, if you're interested. Um, <laughs> let him know. Yes, Kyle. <laughs> um, I, Cooper, I'm wondering if you have any highlights from the pre-merge that you want to talk about. Because um, I think this is a hilarious road for both Paddock and Sarah. Um, Sarah kind of chilling uh, until she has to go to tribal council once after the, the swap. And then, like, Paddock just going through the absolute ringer of things. What did you think watching this all go down? I think my favorite two tribals pre-merge were um, the ones with all the idols, honestly. So you had like Paddock um, and, oh my God, I'm blanking on his name. Dresden. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> both play their idols there. Uh, that was a really fun tribal, just kind of knowing that that was probably what was gonna happen. Um, and then the next tribal with like the two groups of four all going um, and Paddock having her double vote there. Um, <laughs> Those were two very just kind of interesting tribals to kind of watch, um, especially having all of it go down. The where, where all the eight of them were there, um, kind of having everything go down at tribal, um, and them not really being able to to talk or strategize about the vote until they really got there. Um, so, yeah, those those were definitely my two favorite tribals. Um, and yeah. yeah, like you said, I think Sarah had a little bit of a a smoother path to the merge. Um, <laughs> But yeah, yeah. Well, I also think that like Sarah for you and Chris, I, I want to know if you agree with this. That kind of sets you up to be like everybody's favorite because you haven't dogged anybody over. You've worked with these people um, and then feasibly you tried to vote out Kyle, but you worked with Davia Alejandro. Like everybody thinks that you're still working with them. Um, Chris, would you say that's, that's accurate? Like everybody just loves Sarah when we get to the verge? Oh yeah, definitely. I think I said it in the last podcast, like, Davy pretty much had the game at the merge, but Sarah was right right after Davy. I think as soon as Davy was out, it was like Sarah's game to win. And all Sarah had to do was vote Paddock out. That's all she had right. to do. Right. We get it. We understand. So, we get it. I'm sorry. I do want to ask Sarah though. I not um, understand the assignment. It's okay. <laughs> It's okay, it's life. <laughs> so in the early part of the game, really, you know, working with your edit, the only thing I had to really go off with you was a lot of your um, confessionals were based around Emily F. 
and that she was kind of like a bossy person. She was a veteran who really wanted to put her foot down and tell you guys uh, the lay of the land of how these things, you know, roll out. So how was that experience like being on a tribe with somebody like Emily and working with her for the first few rounds? Yeah, I think because in the only other like LRG I'd played, there was no one that I knew. There were people who had played other games before, but if they had, they were hiding it. And so it was like just very much a different vibe. And Emily was so open with like all of her experience and what we should do in each challenge, which I feel like probably did help us. Um, but for someone who was already, I think it was like the pressure of feeling like I was on the bottom of the tribe as well. And just like, I just was getting out my feelings to the camera really. And those were my feelings in the moment. I have nothing against Emily F, but I think just the, her personality in the moment with mine didn't match, especially since maybe I felt like I was being quiet and she was kind of the opposite of that. Um, and I really wanted to make a fake idol. I don't know why. I made one in Survivor Buffalo and I liked it and I wanted to make another one. And I was like, no. <laughs> so God, shout out to the victim of that idol, which would be Jared. Um, that fake idol. <laughs> I remember it well. Um well, okay, so Cooper, one question that I have for you is like I feel like Sarah always comes across as very nice, and I feel like it's so fun to watch Sarah be a little more antagonistic. Did you enjoy this part as well? Because like this was confessional Queen Sarah. I was laughing my ass off every episode. Um, is this like? Did you expect this from Sarah? <laughs> no, no, I, I didn't expect that at all. But I was kind of glad to see that she at least has this side of her. She's so she's she's too nice for me. Too nice. Uh, no, but. <laughs> Um, no, it, it was, it, it, I think it was a good read, right? Like it, Emily F like kind of was the person that was controlling a lot of that tribe. And so I think Sarah being like, oh, she's like the, like even portraying it as like bossy, it was really just like, she was the one making all of the decisions. Right. And that just like was the truth. And so I think that is a strength of Sarah's game is to very much be like, this is what's happening. She has a very good perception of what is going on and what the dynamics are of the tribe, which allows you to make good decisions. Like she obviously was for the whole game, um, questionably until the final four. But um, yeah, I, I think that's that was that's a huge strength of her game is to, and another thing is uh, not saying it to anybody who it, that's gonna get her in trouble, right? Like right. being like, oh, Emily's coming off like this. I want to go after Emily at some point, like keeping that to herself, saying it, getting it out in the confessionals, um, but not letting anyone who's gonna try to protect Emily know that that's where you're even thinking about it. Yes, I would say a worse player would kind of show the disdain on their face or they would tell Jack, like, hey, let's target Emily. And then, you know, maybe the target shifts from Jack to you if that rumor gets out there. Um, and I think that, Sarah, you did a great job of being really sort of, like, calm and collected with every single person. And I do think it's why you and Jack work together so well is because you're always very trusted. And there's there's no, uh, there's no reason to doubt how you're going to behave because you're very sort of calm and collected. And that kind of brings me to, like, I want to talk about the early you you and Jack getting together and being friends. Yeah. What was that like? Because I think you were originally targeting Jack, right? At the first vote. Listen, I don't remember. I don't remember <laughs> what I did the first vote. 
I think yes, from the edit, it looks like I was talking to Kira more than Jack, and I feel like that was probably accurate. I think that's what was happening. But at, when Kira left, and when the tribe swapped, and I was on a tribe with Jack, I don't even know if Jack and I ever had a conversation that was like, yes, we're absolutely sticking together. And I think that was like a bad decision on my, I was thinking that internally, but I don't know that we had that conversation. That was probably a mistake. Um, it didn't end up really meaning anything, uh, maybe, but, um, yeah, as soon as we tried strapped, I mean, I just like, that's kind of how I view survivor in that sense of like, you stick to your tribe, at least, you know, in the, like mm -hmm. pre-merge. So when Bennett suggested voting out Jack, I was like, I couldn't fathom someone doing that to their tribe member at that point, right at the swap. That was when we were walking away from the swap that Bennett suggested Jack, like two seconds into the new tribe. So that was what I really, that was my like, that was just my initial impression of Bennett. I don't think we talked at all the first night, like, like night zero. So um, yeah, and Jack and I just like, we were always on the same wavelength. People said that Jack was kind of following in my footsteps. I knew that that was the perception and that was obviously good for me. So I didn't change that. But I mean, we I never said anything that he wasn't already thinking as far as I know. Like we were on the same page. Yeah, I think it's, I think it's really interesting. Like I think everything you said is so interesting, and then the fact that like it's very rare in like Survivor to play the entirety of a game with one other person. Um, and what's what makes it so interesting is that you played the entire game with Jack. You really spent two days with him, and he hold he held the most powerful decision in the game to vote for the winner, and he didn't choose you. Um, do you think about that? Like why he didn't do that? Like when he had that vote and that power, did you think it was a slam dunk for you? I've always wanted to know that. This is the question yeah. that I would never ask. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, don't. <laughs> I don't mind the question at all. I think I, after the game, I thought about that all the time. Um, and no, like in which, if we had such a solid relationship, the entire two games, I would have thought it was a slam dunk. But I have realized in these games that I don't necessarily take the time to make personal relationships with people and talk about things outside the game. And Jack had said post game that he voted for Emily because even though we had had, we had spent the whole game together, he felt closer to Emily. So in that initial post game reaction, he didn't say, Emily played the better game. He said, I felt closer to Emily. So I feel like that is, I mean, it's totally fine if he did think, if he did feel closer, if he did think she played a better game, it was just kind of eye-opening for me and that I really need to, you know, when you play these games, the social game is important and not only like the social strategic game, but the like, just ask people about their life. I couldn't tell you whether Jack had siblings or not. Like I didn't, you know, it was, I think it was more that um, than anything else. To be fair, I've known Jack for years and I couldn't tell you if he has siblings. I think, I think that brings up a really good point. It's like, you have two days. You have to decide what's more important to you in this game is like, can you make social connections? But can you also, you know, keep up with the fast paced nature of everything? And, you know, you have to really utilize that downtime as much as possible. But I, 
assume early pink really was more about like what you guys can do, uh, your, your strengths and challenges and strategizing for challenges and such like that. So it, I can understand it being really hard. I think when you play a three, four, five or semester long game, it's like totally different for sure. And I think if that was the case, maybe you would have gotten his vote. It, it was just too short of a time period, I think. Yeah. So yeah. I don't know. We'll have to ask Jack what he what he uh, what he thinks. But we'll get there. Uh, yeah. We're a little bit busy. Um, well, Cooper, I want to ask you, Chris. You have a great point of like the the two day game versus the the really sort of long term game. And Cooper, I don't know if you have any observations about like you get to watch all these seasons play out where like relationships are developing and taking a lot of time. Um, do you think that I, I don't know? I'm just like I would love to hear you pontificate more on like. The, the length of the game and how that really affects like the decision making in the end, you know, whether to vote people out or keep them in or, or you know, because I think it also really affects Sarah in that, like, you really want to protect your friend towards the end. I never talked about how Liska was Paddock's older sister, but I feel like in a way, Sarah, you were also her older sister. Um, but I say that because like uh, there was that friendship there that had been established months before that affected the end game. And I think Cooper, you've probably seen a lot of that in your time with these survivor Michigan games, right? Yeah, no, hundred percent. I mean, the longer the game is, the more everybody kind of knows each other, the harder it is obviously to, to start voting people out. And especially towards the end, after you really get to know people, um, it just makes it even harder. So yeah, I, I understand where Sarah was coming from in the final four of like, I just can't do this to Emily. I think in most kind of weekend games like this, if it's if if she's in the same situation where she hasn't known this person for months and months before even like playing the game, I think Sarah easily just cuts that person and is like, no, obviously I'm just going to go win. Like, why would I not? <laughs> um, but yeah, it, it makes it a million times harder. Um, and there there are people who play like semester long games at colleges who come in and don't know each other. And by the end, they're just as good of friends as Sarah and Emily are here. And so, I mean, so any single relationship can end up like that. And it just makes the longer games um, so much harder, especially towards the end to start cutting people you've been working with for the the whole game, the whole semester. Yeah, I, I would say spoilers for Survivor Michigan season four, but very Shannon and, and Dale, I would say in this instance. And that only means something to certain people. Also, I just want to say, Emily Paddock, I once brought you to work. So you are everybody's little sister. Um, uh, wait, really quickly <laughs> with so Ralph Paddock. Oh, yeah. I'll go go, no, you go. You go. No, I was just going to say, in that game, that's literally what I felt about Emily. I was like protective over her for some reason. Like, I just, like, I was really. She does that to me. I don't know. I don't know why. It makes you feel like she's a baby. Yeah, when she's not. <laughs> you just want to take care of her. She's a grown-up, um, to be fair. So in the final speeches um, that the final three did, Paddock, ha I, this was not in the final edit, she had thought that Sarah had caused the tie to keep her in the game to right. make them draw rocks. And Paddock says, um, I believe she said exactly like this, that Sarah chose, I'm sorry, yeah, Sarah chose working with Paddock in Survivor Michigan All-Stars over winning Survivor New York because apparently they were both slated to play Survivor Michigan All-Stars. And Paddock had said that it was amazing that Sarah was willing to choose Survivor Michigan All-Stars over winning Survivor New York. And Paddock then said something like, 
oh, I, I'm here to play Survivor New York and I'm here to win Survivor New York. So I thought that, was that part of your reason with sticking with Paddock, Sarah, knowing that you guys would be playing in an all-star game together? <laughs> Sorry, Cooper. <laughs> um, I would, so I'll I, jump in for two seconds, Sarah, because I know yes. Naomi's dying laughing up in the corner there. Uh, I was, they, they were both uh, applying to all-stars, I believe, at that point. Whether they played or not is TBD. Okay, I'm just saying, I don't know anything. Oh, um, you know, yeah, you don't know. No, 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 you're good. Um, okay, I wish that that wasn't a part of it, but yes, that is an accurate read. That was my main reason. I was playing, I had played three live games that summer, um, and so I was feeling, at that point, I was feeling like it, I had done what I needed to do to win that game and actually winning the game was not as important to me as making up for my first round exit the last time I played Survivor Michigan to set up for if I potentially played All-Star. Having a really, really solid ally who knew that or who thought in her mind that I would not cut her no matter what. And I felt like that was a really good opportunity to say I would not cut her no matter what. Um, right. So, yeah. Well, and, and so some people have, I think there's the emotional side of it. Um, and, and I think on the other side of it, what you did do is you did flip back. And um, I've been saying this all week. Uh, what did the winner of Survivor New York 3 do, Gary? He flipped and made a tie at Final Four and then flipped back. And, like, that got him, I think, Mark's jury vote. I think Mark was always kind of going to vote for Gary. But, like, it's an effective strategy. And some people are like, I can't imagine taking that risk. I think it's a very valid risk, especially if you want to give that person the chance. And I could see when the rock draw happened, Sarah, you like freaked out. And I think in any other instance, like if Jack isn't immune or something, like it just goes down normally. But I think Jack got real immunity necklace happy and decided to just go for it. Um, and just the looks on your faces were really like so, just something. Um, but Sarah, I... I think your move is completely defensible and anyone can fucking fight me about it. So go ahead. <laughs> yeah, I think that is a very good point as far as jury vote. Um, I think Emily being on the jury probably would have given me her jury vote in a different situation anyways, but that is a yeah. good, yeah, it's a good point. Um, and yes, I did not see that coming from Jack. I think I said something like, oh, I really hope Jack doesn't get freaked out and switch his vote. But I really did not think that was going to happen. I didn't think he would do that. So, like, yeah, it was just pure shock on my face. And when you guys said that it was going to be rocks, it, there was no question in my mind that I was switching my vote and I was going to vote out Emily. So I thought that it would be easy from there. Yeah, Cooper, what a surprise that was, huh? Like... <laughs> I, you know, we talk about this ending and, and really I knew that like this end was going to gag people, but Cooper, what did you think when this was all going down? It's such a weird situation knowing that you may shortly be playing another game with the same person. Like it's so, it's such a weird headspace to be in because you're like, I'm in this game. Like this is what I can control now, but do I want to do I want to make my decisions based on this game? Do I want to make my decisions based on some other game that like I also want to do well in? Um, mm -hmm. So it's it's such a weird spot to be in on top of the already like scenario that we've talked about of them just being friends and not really wanting to vote each other out in the first place. 
Um, so it that's but that's that's the core of Survivor. Like at a certain sense, you're you're gonna have to make these these decisions about do you play with your head or do you play with your heart? And I, I think Sarah was trying to play with both, as most people are. Um, so her her first decision might have been with her her heart, and then all of a sudden she saw rock and she was like. Maybe I should start playing with my head because I don't really want to do that. Get me out of here. Uh, get me out of here. Yeah, yeah, this is one of my favorite photos from like all of Survivor New York. But I also like can't share it because I don't want to spoil too many people yet. But like if you're here, you're here. This photo is so fucking funny. And I mean, it just like Sarah is gagged to death. Andre is like, I knew this would happen. Paddock is shocked. I mean, it's one of my favorite moments um, that we've ever had because like you really wouldn't see this on real Survivor, right? First of all, you wouldn't see the rock draw anymore. But you also wouldn't see Jack taking such a kind of wild opportunity. Um, and I, I do think in a lot of ways this move loses Jack the game. Um, I don't know if anybody agrees with me on that. But I think that I do. You know, Jack making this wild card move when it's not really in his best interest is tough for him. Um, this is – this. we need to go back. We have <laughs> talked about this far enough. We need to go back because we were talking about Bennett. And that clip is one of my favorite clips because Bennett – literally you're walking away from the swap and Bennett is like, Hey, Sarah, you want to vote Jack out Cooper? Um, I'm wondering what you thought of just like this swap tribe. And also if you had any other favorite players that were people you didn't know uh, from this season. So I didn't know anybody besides uh, right. Paddock and Sarah. Um, but let's see my other favorite players. Um, I actually really, I enjoyed Kyle um, and I enjoyed <laughs> um tj and billy i would say those are my next three favorites i'll just i'll keep it there because i i could do a whole list but i i will just stop there what was your first question though um just what did you think of like sarah in the swap because i think and let's particularly focus on this four four tribal council because this is a great moment where sarah calls it the fuck off tribe and you guys get put on a tribe where you have nothing to do but be losers and it's a really interesting dynamic. Sarah can go with her pink tribe. Sarah can go with the four that she's on. And I'm Cooper. I'm wondering what you thought of like how Sarah played that situation. Cause I would say some people in the audience disagree with how Sarah played it, but you know, I'll get, I'll address them in a second, but Cooper, what did you think? I think they played it. I think they played it great, right? Like they, Emily knew she had a double vote. So she knew that they had the votes to basically win that tribe. Right. But even if you survive and you take out the other side and then you're those two sides are butting heads going into merge, that's not really what you want. It's not really like you, you don't want to be kind of the like the two sides going into merge um, that are going to be at war. Um, so I think telling the other side kind of what the vote is, even if it's going to end up poorly, you it's something you almost have to do to set yourself up for the merge, because if you don't, you're gonna lose three or four people who you could potentially work with. So there's just no, there's no incentive to to lie to them about the vote. And if they happen to have an idol, like they have an idol and in Sarah, Sarah's case, they're not gonna pick her, right? Like she's the one like going, being like, this is what the vote is. Like, I'm still working with you. And, and they come out of that tribe seven strong, even though there really were two kind of fierce sides at that tribal. Um, so I think everybody at that tribal played it fine. Your side was trying to win. You were trying to make sure that the people that you were coming into there and had made promises to were safe. Um, but coming out of it, everyone kind of had a level head and was able to 
step back and be like, no, now this whole group needs to come back together and we need to stay strong. Um, so the fact that that seven after a tribal that that was kind of that divisive came back together, I think showed a, that how good of game players a lot of them were in the sense that they were able to kind of reset and not just take a look at the one tribal that had just happened. Yeah, Sarah, talk to me about the fuck off tribe. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I feel like there's so much to say about this, but um, yes, one of my favorite votes, I think, of Survivor New York because there's just so many layers to it. Yeah, there were genuinely so many layers. I had just left um, the mat. We had all just left. Everyone on my side had just okay. Me and Jack had left the mat vote, um, and. Matt was not our intended target. Like we were thinking Bennett the whole time. Um, TJ and Billy had said, you know, at one point that they were okay with doing Bennett. Um, and when the vote was switched to Matt, um, that was like a red flag for me because when I was looking at the game, it was pretty clear that I didn't know why they would want to keep Bennett other than as like a meat shield. So I feel like that dynamic was set up during that tribal council. They were okay cutting Matt, who was not really seen as a threat, but they weren't okay cutting Bennett or, you know, um, or Kai. So leaving that tribal council, knowing that, and then uh, kind of having it reaffirmed when uh, Jack and I were sent off of that tribe. And then we get into this new tribe of, uh, Emily and Dresden and me and Jack, um, which I didn't really know what was going on in the other half of the game at that point. I didn't know about the double tribal or whatever until they had told me. So I was kind of thinking we were the misfit tribe at that point, like not in those words, but um, I just felt it was really, really important for us to stick together. And I remember coming back to that tribe and immediately saying that like I would go to rocks for them, even though I didn't even tell them my name until like that point. Like we, I really, hardcore set in that I didn't want like we were not going to flip on each other now we were like kind of the cast off tribe um so I feel like that was a big moment of us coming together and kind of both being um united in our anger towards our previous tribes that we weren't going to flip on each other Sarah one of the funniest moments for me it's like a very small like unintentional thing I think or maybe it was intentional but during that challenge with the fuck off tribe Jack was directing you guys to move the blocks and he was like laughing and like he got fumbled up so many times and you just see the camera pan to you and your hand you're like come on hurry it up hurry it up and I think that just makes me laugh every single time I watch that. I mean being blindfolded you have no idea what's going on and I just didn't know it was taking so long like I didn't I wasn't being moved at all I was just standing there with my block so it was I mean, to be blindfolded, that puzzle is extremely hard. So I don't blame Jack for not knowing what to do with the puzzle. But just when you're blindfolded, you don't know what's going on. So, yeah, I was frustrated by the lack of, like, moving me around or, like, I was just standing there. So, uh, yeah, you could see my yeah. thoughts. I highly recommend for frustrated people a blindfolded puzzle challenge with uh, these cubes. Nobody has fun. And... Uh, <laughs> It takes forever, but it is really exciting at the end of the day. Um, and mm -hmm. Sarah, something that Emily pointed out in the chat is that you took control and established that you weren't letting a woman go. Now, good news, there's only one woman on the other tribe. Bad news, the two of them are your former Pink Tribe members. Um, so when when it comes down to voting out Kyle, like, did you use any of the intel that you had gotten from the Blue Tribe 
you know, being with Kai and Bennett to maybe sway people towards voting for Kyle. Was there any part of that that impacted you knowing you were going to vote for him? Um, I don't really remember anyone needing any persuading really between uh, like Emily and Dresden uh, and Jack. Everyone seemed really okay with going for Kyle. He was kind of the clear choice because I, I had told them, I think we can work with Alejandro and Davey, like we work together on Blue, blah, blah, so, or on Pink. So um, I didn't really need any convincing. Um, I did think that they would switch easier than they did, obviously. I think they thought that the same as well. Like when we got to that tribal, they immediately said, like whispered to me who they were voting for. And uh, and I did the same, like just because we were like, no, 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 vote this way. And then I don't even know what was in the whispering. We were just try trying really, really hard to convince each other to vote the way we wanted the whole yeah. time. And in true epipatic fashion, she just leans over to you and is like, by the way, I have an extra vote, which is like insane. Of course. She I does. know. Like, and I was like, there. yeah, I totally got her not wanting to tell like anyone until the last minute. Um, and so, yeah, I was totally fine with that. I was excited when she said that. If she had said that at the beginning, I don't know that I would have made the same decision in terms of telling the other tribe, but I think it worked out for the best um, in like, I feel like, like you guys have talked about in other podcasts, yeah, my reason for telling them was just because I had no reason to go against them at that moment. I wasn't trying to make enemies out of them. I wasn't trying to not work with Davey and Alejandro in the future. It was just really important that Dresden stay in the game for me and like kind of how I was doing the game um, and for someone that was a bigger threat and to like lose a member. Um, so Kyle, in my mind, was a bigger threat than Dresden because there were more blues in the game and just uh, because of, I thought, how people were viewing them. Yes. Uh, so, Cooper, would you I, I know you kind of said it, but like you hear about the extra vote. Right. And you don't know the other side is in the middle. You, you do what Sarah does. Right. Yeah, in, in I do. Vote. I mean, in, in, in her position, there's no reason you, you should be just like closing off that relationship and burning like two or three people right before the merge like that that to me is just that's not a smart play so yeah mm -hmm. and i will say the the like desperation that i was getting off of alejandro and davy was not one of like i have an idol and i'm trying to trick you it was like it seemed like they definitely did not have an idol um and obviously they found it like right before alejandro picked it up right before he was going to vote so um there was yeah there was nothing in them that suggested that they had an idol. Um, Chris, what else we need to talk about? The we, we hit the merge, and I think this is a very funny merge. Sarah's handing out the buffs. She knows exactly what to do. Um, Chris, what do you want to talk about with this merge? Um, so something that wasn't really on camera was, I think you and Billy had like sort of a one-on-one. -on -one. I guess he had apologized to you about basically casting you off your tribe. Was that sort of decision that Billy made one of your reasonings to try and target him right at the merge? Or did that sort of come later after like the group came to you with that? Um, origin that was later. That was later because I, well now I'm trying to remember. Um, I feel like that was later because Originally, it seemed like blue people might be smarter to go after first, but when 
that wasn't possible because like Kyle and Andrea were still working with them and whatnot. Billy was my preference of Billy and TJ. Um, and just because I felt closer to TJ or like, um, maybe it was that Billy was the one who specifically casted me off, which doesn't really make any logical sense. But um, yeah, I don't really know what the decision was with Billy over TJ, which is why when I watched it back and I said that that was my biggest move, I was like, oh, not a good biggest move to pick in the final title, but um, uh, yeah, I can't really give a good answer on that. I'm not sure what uh, what preempted that. I don't really remember the conversation between me and Billy that happened afterwards. Um, I do remember being really upset that night, and I don't know if it was specifically being casted off or if it was just felt like I was in a bad position in general, but I was pretty emotional that night. Um, so it might've been like during that time and I can't remember that. Yeah. I don't remember mm -hmm. where I heard this or where this came from, but I definitely remember you had sort of talked about that you felt like you were losing control actually, which is very interesting yeah. because you come into the merge with a ton of control, but you felt like you were spiraling or maybe didn't have the control that you wanted to, especially I think losing Dresden, not getting your way, the Alejandro and Davey not listening to you. Um, I, I think I would feel the same. I would feel kind of like, what the hell am I going to do when I wake up tomorrow? Um, and yeah. so it's very interesting to, to see you rebound. And I think it just goes to show that you never really try to give up. Also, I think to be fair, uh, TJ won immunity. So that was a bye-bye, Billy, on that one. <laughs> I mean, he was gone, so, um, I love Billy. Uh, but that was really, I think, the nail in the coffin was TJ winning immunity and, and giving, you know, yeah. a chance, but it benefited yeah. Billy. And that's really exactly what happened. Like I, um, the night that all of that went down, like Matt went home, which I was like kind of blindsided last minute by in terms of like Kai and Bennett told me they were willing to do that last minute and I did not believe them. Um, and then it did happen, but I was still like kind of shell-shocked by it. And then that uh, crazy tribal. And then it was right after that tribal that I think Davey was the one who said like, oh, the seven of us should stick together. I didn't believe that that was actually happening. So that night I was like, I did not know what direction the game was going. Um, and it took me sleeping on it and kind of getting my thoughts together. But I really did not feel in control like that night. Mm -hmm. um, and right. so Sarah, you come up second place in a lot of these challenges. I don't know if you realize this over the course of the season, you are I always did. like second place. <laughs> in the immunity challenges all the way up until the final five how did that feel i feel like um some people don't know that they're challenge beasts or know that they're really good at challenges until you get in the moment and i would say you are very good at challenges um and it was really funny mm -hmm. to watch you always kind of lose <laughs> and then finally get that final five win what was that like for you it was so frustrating i did not like coming in second all the time but you know, yeah, it was it was good uh, that I was doing well with them. I did, you know, and you always wonder how you're gonna do in Survivor type challenges. And one like, like one amazing part of Survivor New York is how cool the challenges are and how close to like how based in actual Survivor they are. So to do well in them was, yeah, really exciting. I think the one you won, like that was really cool. Like that challenge was taken, you know, from Survivor Edge of Extinction. Um, and I was so impressed that you, you killed it and you beat Kyle. But I have to say, the final six, like, ball, wall challenge, your strategy was so impressive. I never thought about that. 
to just slam the ball all the way up. It was like so many times I tested that. That was one thing I didn't think was a possibility to the point where like for future seasons, I basically put the rule in that they can't do that or they're automatically eliminated. So it's like, it's you, you have a lasting impression. Uh, but I'm curious, what was, and this is also for Cooper, what is your favorite um, challenge of the entire season? I feel like mine is the t two we've kind of mentioned. Uh, I like the blindfolding like blocks one. I thought that one was just funny. Um, and then, yeah, watching Sarah and then kind of everybody do just like destroy the thing as they like pulled it down was hilarious. Um, those were to me the two most memorable ones. Mm -hmm. I really loved the, um, the one where I was called a cheater, the stacking block. <laughs> that was the one where when I looked at it, I was like, this is a survivor challenge. Like I'd seen it in multiple seasons or at least one season, I don't know. But, um, and it was just really cool to be able to do that. And then also, yeah, like the slam, I know that's not how the challenge was designed, but like seeing that was really, really cool because that's similar to survivor as well. But um, I think my favorite challenge would be the, um, one where we had to hold the thing apart. Yeah, oh, okay. Another challenge, Sarah almost wins. Hello. Um, yeah, I don't know how anyone balances while looking in the air. I, it was just an immediate, <laughs> I was done immediately after that, but that was a really yeah. cool one. I'm, I'm worried I gave Kai the advantage with my shoes, um, but I I think that's, because <laughs> she's wearing my sandals because she's got soaked during the la oh. water challenge. Oh. Um, <laughs> I mean, they're shitty Birkenstocks that are like two sizes too big for her. So honestly, more like for her. Um, well, I think that like Sarah, something that I kind of wanted to talk about is like, there's this moment at like nine and eight where like Kyle and Davey kind of almost flip to work with Bennett and Kai. And then they don't. Did you get a sense of Kyle potentially wanting to flip, Davey potentially wanting to flip? Did you... Do you have any recollection of trying to stop that happening? Yes. I was freaking out that tribal. They were like talking a bunch before. And then like when we were at tribal, there was whispering. And it was the first time at tribal that I was not initially involved in the whispering. Like other people were whispering and I was not around it. Because originally in all the previous tribal times, it was like me and Davey who started the whispering because Davey was trying to flip it on Sandra. But this tribal, I was not involved, and so I was freaking out. And um, that's when you see the moment of Kyle getting up to go talk to Davy, and I like grab him so that he can't do that. But um, you know, I didn't act like if he walked away, I wouldn't like jump on him. But um, yeah, I was definitely nervous. And there was a point when Jack asked me if he thought if I thought he should play his idol, and I said yes. So like we, I was nervous, and I knew that Jack's name was the one that the other side was saying. Um, which again, weird choice on their part for Jack. Yeah, I was gonna say like one of the worst <laughs> potential flips of the game is like, let's vote for Jack. And actually I think Sarah, something that you benefit from is that nobody wants to ever vote you out. And it's again, I think a great, um, you know, we can say the social game is getting to know people, but I think a lot of it is all just that people like you so much that they don't wanna vote you out and they don't think that you're somebody that is um, important. To, like that's a way, like, they need you in the game, right? Davy and Alejandro think I need to have Sarah here with me. And that's like a great example of you working 
this social ability to say to them, mm, you're going to keep me and this is why. And it, it is really interesting that they never once think, well, if we want to target Jack, but Jack is the idol of my plan on his health, why don't we vote out Sarah? Like, it's it's bananas to me. And like, <laughs> Kyle, <laughs> Kyle Sarah had on a leash like a misbehaved child. Um, I would say, I love that. Kyle, if you told me that you had a leash as a kid, I wouldn't be surprised. Um, <laughs> um, Cooper, what did you think of this? Like, I would say very, I would say like the strategic Sarah, basically like grabbing her allies by like the, the shirt sleeve and being like, don't go anywhere. We're voting together. Yeah. Have I, you seen that picture, Cooper? I don't know if I've seen the picture. Oh, I have it. Yeah, there's a picture. I had no idea until Naomi showed me that like two years later. I'm like, what? Yeah, because Sarah texted it to me and I left my ass up. Okay. Okay. I, I, just, I got it from Kyle. Kyle had taken pictures. It's, de like, it's deep in the archives. Hang on. <laughs> but, oh yeah, I, I, Sarah was saying like, oh, she should have said something else for her like biggest move that wasn't like Billy. I think the best part of Sarah's game was this kind of middle part where she was kind of convincing people not to flip and that would have put their little misfit group in the minority, right? Like Davey and Alejandro and Kyle feeling comfortable in that seven all the way till seven, I feel like had a lot to do with Sarah. And that basically gets that group of four to the final four. Once they've, once they've gotten to seven, then they're just cruising to four. Um, so I, I really thought that it, it was, I thought it was so obvious that they needed to kind of flip away um, and work with kind of those bigger threat people. Um, and Davey was really talking about it and wanting to do it, it seemed like. But it seemed like Sarah was the one that kind of forced it in the end not to happen. And to me, that is, I mean, it's a subtle move, but it it's definitely, to me, the biggest move of the game for how it ends up playing out the rest of the season. Yes, and yeah. I think... Kyle says you, you totally nailed it. I agree. And also, I think a very big indicator is that the people who vote for um, Sarah are Kai, but then Davy, Alejandro, and Kyle um, are the votes for Sarah. And I think that's very indicative of um, what Sarah did successfully, which is keeping them feeling very comfortable and then honestly voting them out, but still keeping them not mad at you. You know what I mean? Like, Davey was like trying everything to stay in the game and he like looks at you with that sad little like pink power and you're like uh no and you vote him <laughs> out and like it's so funny um and it you know it doesn't work but that's what's interesting to me is that you were always able to vote somebody out and still sort of have them on your side um and Sarah I'm wondering like what would you say now would you I mean do you agree with Cooper what would you say is your biggest move now if you were doing final tribal council over again yeah, I think Cooper's right. That was definitely my biggest move. I remember, like, <laughs> it was two, if not three, tribal councils in a row walking a tribal, and it's not until we're in line to go or actively on our way that Davey is looking at me, and he's like, it's Andrea, it's Andrea. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, my God, here we go again. After it happened the first time, then it was, like, happening again and again. And so then, like, I think there were comments about how much how many live tribals there were and it always started with that like it's Andrea to me and like having to and I'm actually curious from Davey or like if I don't know if I could think through the votes in my head but if like if I had said yes would it be like 
me and Davey and then the other side. But like, I don't really know what the plan was with him saying that on the way to tribal or like how that would have worked. But um, yeah, I think just like calming people down, keeping people together. I was like very, very, very aware of like how it was gonna, how it like might look to Davey and Alejandro. And I was trying to work against that as much as I could, like um, especially in the superlative challenge. I don't know if Davey and Alejandro were actually paying any attention to this, but I was so scared that they were gonna look at my uh, board and see that I had put one of them for like biggest threat to win or something. And then like, that would be what like made a light bulb go off that they were gonna like then flip on me. So that whole superlative challenge, I am in my head so much that I don't even answer one of the questions. I can't think of like the best answer that I should put down. So I was just putting down random names. <laughs> I love that. You, I remember you texted me that, and I just laughed my ass off because I was like, it's so funny to be so paranoid in the game that you're like, fuck it, I don't want to win immunity. I will just – I want to make sure I lie through the whole entirety of touchy subjects. I feel like I've never seen that before. Like, you've done some touchy subjects. Have you ever seen someone, like, just straight up lie during touchy subjects to make sure they don't piss anybody off? You have muted yourself. Over. <laughs> uh it was a season me and sarah played the like survivor mission season one i somebody was doing that the whole time and just yeah. basically scored like two like <laughs> that's interesting i, that didn't think about I, that. I think i got three like <laughs> yeah yeah so you're, you and jack okay. are both like down at the bottom of this challenge i remember yeah. I was like, uh, I, um, I was updating the, the the like text of the score, and yeah. I was like, "Damn, Sarah and Jack suck at this challenge." <laughs> that was the only challenge that Sarah didn't do good at, but that was her own doing. <laughs> um, I want to ask Cooper, what did you think about um, Emily going up the tree and falling on Sarah? <laughs> I mean, it was hilarious. <laughs> um, <laughs> like, it all just happened so fast. Like, it. Yeah, it, you're telling it, us. Oh my god. It seemed like it would have had to have been planned for her to like get up the tree that fast. But like somehow it was all just like spur of the moment and it was just like Sarah being like, no, get up there. Like, <laughs> I don't even know. It was so yeah. funny. Okay, There's background on this. It was very obvious from the clue that we were given that, that was it was in that freaking tree. There was nowhere else it was, which is why everyone started running there. Emily and I, I woke up before I actually don't remember if it was Emily or I woke up first first but we were up way before anyone else and we were looking everywhere in that freaking field for the idol and we spent at least five solid minutes looking in this tree already so after knowing that clue and seeing that it was in the tree I thought it had to be like oh my god they want us to climb this tree and it has to be way up there because we hadn't seen it like we didn't know where it was so Yes, I thought it had to be up in the tree, and well, it was. That, that's something interesting that um that Billy pointed out to us that he didn't really he didn't want to hint at it too much in his confessional or in his in his exit interview, but like he saw you guys and was like, "Huh, that's weird. That they're hanging out so much. File that away. Gets voted out immediately." But like, yeah, he he noticed that you guys were hanging out. I was like, I don't understand why. Yeah. Um, it was actually the tree moment watching the season back that I was like, oh my God, I was not trying to hide my relationship with Emily at all. I no. was confused why like that, like why people didn't see it after that, why we were so close because 
I did say, Emily, get on my back. And I launched her in the tree, basically, you know, in my mind, giving her an idol and trusting her with that. So <laughs> that's, in my mind, was a clear giveaway, but maybe it did just happen so fast that people weren't really paying attention. But. Yeah, I was going to say the same thing. She literally fell on you and people didn't connect that you guys were together. Like, I was and trying you were to save her. Like, I was like, can someone bigger than me come over here? I knew I would not be able to support her weight if she came down and get the least bit wrong, which she did. And so, no one um, was around. So Jack grabs it. What is your thought when Jack, sorry, Jack, Jack grabs it first? Before you uh, or Emily get gets it, it away from Kai, I think is the most important yeah. part. Is gets it away from Kai. Yeah, that's great that that happened. Honestly, like by launching Emily in the air, it was I was not concerned about like me getting the one to have the idol at this point. Like my name wasn't around at all, and I wasn't really concerned about myself. Um, but I was just confused the whole time. Like it was probably a solid hour later that someone said, oh no, Emily hadn't touched it yet. And Jack was the first one to touch it. And I thought when Emily fell out of the tree that she had originally, I thought she had grabbed it and then dropped it on the way down. And so then Jack picked it up and I was just confused about like how everything went down. So it, I didn't see it as Jack stealing it from Emily at that time. And then when I figured that out, I was like, but I didn't really care. They were both my allies, so it was fine. <laughs> as long as that would have really, uh, that would have really uh, messed up the game if I got this. So. <laughs> I remember this story now. I remember this. Uh, Night Zero Kyle says Sarah and Emily told me they both played Survivor Michigan but didn't know each other because it was different seasons, and I believed them. Now, to be fair, I would say Michigan, pretty big campus, right, Cooper? Like, a lot of people play the game and don't know each other. But yes, but like, but like, that's just not how college works, or and not how like. Like, I, f I feel like it's probably the same for you guys where people between the two seasons kind of at least know each other somewhat. Like, it would be hard to, like, unless you were really removed from the community to, like, not know this person at all. And, like, I feel like yeah. especially even more, more so on a college campus, you, like, to not know somebody else at all is, like, not believable. <laughs> So funny. I mean, and that's what I love about this game is that, like, we literally set it up as, like, veterans versus contenders, right? We tell everybody, these people have played games because we want people to be in their brains getting paranoid about, like, who knows who and where does everybody's relationships come into play. And for some fucking reason, nobody gives a shit about the two groups that went to Sports <laughs> Michigan and played Survivor Michigan. It is so funny. Um, Sarah, I, mean I want to talk... Oh, go ahead. Well, before we move on real quick, to be fair, I did tell people that I was voted off first, and I did tell people that I was a senior and already graduated by the time Emily had played the game. So it's pretty believable that we wouldn't know each other. We actually only knew each other because of Survivor Buffalo season yeah. two. So it was outside of Michigan that we knew each other. Um, and so what I was going to say is, Sarah, uh, you know, Claire's on Big Brother right now, uh, and you had to relive Otev, which is not one of your finer moments. Well, not like you did bad, but like you and Andrea running around. I cut so much time out of you and Andrea running around looking for one fucking block. It was I, I, kind of crazy. Um, <laughs> I just love it. I'm like, you're just like, I don't know what's going on. 
Um, and, and then Emily finds an idol in this Otev. And also, I would say this is a really important round where, like, Alejandro and Davey can't win because you're going to vote one of them out. Can you talk to me about, like, reaching the final seven, playing Otev, and, like, what you were thinking about when it came to, like, voting one of the big threats out? Yes. So, first of all, Otev, <laughs> it made it look like in the edit that we knew what block we were going for. I didn't fucking know, like, three of the answers. So I was not only not finding the block, but I was happy to go up to, like, Jack or Emily or someone and be like, what's the answer? And then they would tell me. And then I would have to go find the block. So I was really just, I mean, my brain was a scramble. I did not know some of the answers. And, yeah, it took me a long time. It was not my prouder moment. But, um... Who, who won that? Emily won that challenge. Um, uh, yeah, Emily wins that yeah. challenge. Okay, yeah. And at this point, it's seven. Um, and I think the the four of us had pretty much already decided that Alejandro would be the best person to go uh, first out of the seven. Um, so it was pretty straightforward from there. Um, and it was actually like there was really not much discussion each vote uh, that even I don't know how early I want to say, but maybe like final nine on it was like there was not that much discussion between like the four of us. It was more like convincing other people. So I think I said at the camera like at like final eight, maybe or final seven that I was so shocked that the game was going so perfectly for me because like there was this plan laid out that really had no hiccups. Like it was shocking that I didn't have any backup plan. Like if this went wrong, I didn't have a chance <laughs> to win. And like no one won immunity, like, or like uh, an idol, like when they needed to in terms of that it would ruin the plan. So it really just went really well and I had no backup, so that was good. Yes, uh, and Cooper, I guess we, we see it work out very well for Sarah, but is there anything you would have changed from like this? Like really, I would say all of these merge votes made sense to me. I don't know if they made sense to you, but like, you know, there are like Philly, TJ, Bennett, Kai, and then Alejandro, Davy, Kyle. Um, I don't think you really need to change that boot order at all. Um, I'm curious, like, uh, you know, as an outsider watching all of their games and sort of seeing everything, do you agree with that boot order or would you have maybe picked somebody else over someone else? What do you think of that? No, I thought it was totally <laughs> fine. It was like, it, it was the classic, like, you're, you're sitting at the merge and you're like, all right, if everything goes absolutely according to plan, we pick off the other side, then we pick off these three, and then we're the final four. And it's like, it's like, there's always the plan, but then there's always like something else that like goes wrong or like happens. And like Sarah said, it was just like, nothing went wrong. Like they were able to keep everyone calm and like make sure that they all thought they had like other things going on. Um, so I, I was kind of like something always goes wrong in survivor and it just like, didn't this season, like they laid out a plan and it was like, it happened. Um, so in terms of like switching people around, they, I, they honestly could have, like, they could have done Davey, Alejandro, like Kyle, whatever they could have flipped and flopped whoever they wanted to. And it wouldn't have really made a difference in the end. Um, but no, I mean, they, they had a plan and they executed it. So, I mean, yeah. Uh, and uh, Sarah, again, I think it's a great testament to your game because, like, 
there's a reason that everybody wanted you guys to like both win is because you had so much control that you knew what you wanted to happen from like final nine on, right? You know, you're you like, I got this all mapped out. Here's my brilliant plan. And then nobody ever figures out. Like, it's so funny to me the way that like people roll over and die once they realize that it's going to be them being voted out. And they always come to you and they're always like, Sarah, do you want to vote on Andrea? And she was like, no, <laughs> it's so funny to me. Um, watching yeah. it back, Sarah, did, did, did you have any, like, I don't know. I don't know if watching it back for you was any sort of realization process. Some people get, they get to see things they never saw, but I feel like you kind of knew what was going on the whole time. Was there anything that maybe was uh, a newfound thing for you watching the season back? Yeah. I didn't know how long Davey had been talking about switching and I didn't know about Dave. I mean, I knew before I watched it back, but I didn't know that Davey and Bennett's relationship was happening during the game. So it was really fun to kind of watch that back and like understand why they were yelling at each other so intensely that one moment. Um, and uh, yeah, it was really fun to watch back. I feel like I didn't know, I should have like written them down, but there were a lot of moments that I didn't know that was going on. I feel like mostly about how close Davey was and how he was actually advocating to switch and Alejandro was more uh, convincing him not to um, because I thought they maybe weren't as close as they were to switching and that maybe Kyle was the one advocating to switch versus Davey. Right. Um, but yeah. I also like kept, I feel like we were so lucky in terms of Emily being the one to find everything. Like if she had not found everything, it really would have messed Lana up. Other people had found those things, but. Yeah, yeah. Uh, underreported on moment is when Emily finds the idol in Otev and Davy just immediately goes, she has it. Like he's not letting her get away with a single goddamn thing. He's like, she found the idol. Like he does not. <laughs> and it's, it's a really funny move. Um, and Sarah, I'm sure you were probably shocked when, you know, Emily just comes back and she's got a freaking idol in her pocket. Um, yeah, I looked everywhere in that playground. Like, why did I not find it? <laughs> oh, man. Chris, Sarah, I have else? a question. Yeah. Um, so I think it was just discussed on a different podcast. You know, Kyle wins the final six immunity, which, you know, we, we're not sure. I mean, I'm not still sure, like, did he need this immunity? So if you had won, because you had created that strategy which ended up being the winning strategy for Kyle if you had won do you think that Kyle would have left at the final six versus Davey or do you think Davey was gonna leave no matter what um I think Davey leaves Davey was the plan um so I think Davey would have left unless he like convinced us to not do Davey and to do Kyle first he's very persuasive um but I think yeah, it would have been Davey, and he would have thought it was Kyle. So maybe it would have been a little bit easier. But yeah, it would. I think it would have been Davey, anyways. Mm -hmm. um, and so, Sarah, I guess the question is um, if you want to do something differently, I, I mean, it's so tricky, right? Like, it's not like you made one move that goes awry. I guess you can say, you know, vote out Emily instead of not voting out Emily. But when you look back on the game, are you pleased with how it goes? Do you think about like, oh, I wish I changed this up? Or are you for the most part like, oh, look, whatever happened, happened. It's fine. It's big survivor. There's, there's literally no prize money. It's fine. Uh, <laughs> I think I 
asked you right before I voted. <laughs> Do you remember that, Naomi? Like right before I went to vote at Final Four, I whispered to you to ask if there was prize money. <laughs> <laughs> and you were like, no. And I was like, well. <laughs> I think I remember. <laughs> that definitely happened. But uh, <laughs> as far as things I would change, I do, like, when I was watching the show back, I do feel like there wasn't really a reason to lie to Davey during the Davey vote. Um, and, like, looking back, I was like, oh, I could have just told Davey that it was him rather than being like, oh, why not Kyle? I also realized that when I'm lying to people, I don't answer their question. I just ask a question back. So that's good to know. Um, I did it, like, so many times during the season where Davey was like, are you voting for me tonight? And I was like, why not Kyle? Like I didn't say no, but I feel like when you can tell the people, people the truth, like that's probably better. So I had some moments like that, but overall, no, I was pretty happy with how I played. Um, yeah. And I did like, after Emily was in the final, uh, final three and I was like rehearsing, like whatever I thought I was going to say at the time, I did still think I had a good chance and I really did want to win. Like it was still very important to me. It was just also important to not vote out Emily. So, um, but yeah, it was, it was nice to know. Honestly, I feel like it helps to know that there was a path that I could have won um, rather than like, like, I feel like some people might not want to like, oh, if I just made this move, then I would have won. But I feel like it kind of helps. Right. Uh, I agree. I think, like, when you know that there's a a moment where things could have changed and, like, things would have been different, it's fine to be like, well, that was the moment and the thing didn't happen. I mean, Chris yeah. or Cooper, do you disagree? I feel like I'm on your side, Sarah. I'm like, yeah, you know, you find out what you could have done wrong and you just move on from it. Rather yeah. than knowing that... I feel like it's almost worse sometimes to be in the jackpot where it's like, there's not a lot you could have done to convince somebody to give you a vote. And I also want to say, I keep saying would have won. I obviously do not know that I would have won in a different final three yet. I'm just basing that on perceptions of the jury and what I think might have happened. But honestly, I, I'm glad everyone in the past podcast has been saying that they expect, they respect Andrea's game more now because I was thinking that during the game, like she, to survive that many Trials where your name is brought up is a really big feat. So, I don't want to like hurt your feelings, but like I, I remember talking to each jury member right after the vote, and I had said to them like, "Oh, if it was you know Jack, Sarah, and Andrea, like who would you guys have voted for?" And I, I feel like at that time, I remember them all saying they would have voted for you. Mm. So, like, if that makes you feel any better, I think it should. Like you said, like there was a path for you to get there, and like. You like I said, if once Davy was out, it was your game to win, and I like I, I'm a, always a huge fan of yours, and I'm sure Cooper is as well. And Naomi, we we all love you, and we root for you every single time that we see you play these things. And I can't wait to see what's next for you, honestly. <laughs> Thanks, Chris. That means a lot. I feel like I've had a lot of ups and downs during like all the different games that I've played, so. But isn't it like you have your trajectory, like pretty much like going only better every single time you play? Up through Survivor New York, yes, that was true. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, not after, <laughs> but uh, 
Yeah, well, it's actually crazy how many, like, I'm just so grateful to have been able to play. I know a lot of people um, wish they could play more games. And still have to, you know, I like being a grad student, had so much time and availability and like freedom to go play all these games, which is so amazing. Do you ever see yourself applying for the real show or like a different reality show or something like that? Yes. I, okay, after, I'm not going to lie, after Survivor Pennsylvania, which was, I don't know, Cooper and Naomi, if you know um, about the game, but it was four slash five days outside with fucking nothing. Just put outside. We had a tarp. That was it. There was, we made, we boiled rice, picked dead spiders out of the water of the rice. Like, it was so horrific. And after that game, I was like, I'm never fucking doing Survivor. I would not last. Um, and then I was a week removed, and then I was immediately like, yeah, I want to apply at some point. So it's on the agenda. When I was growing up, I said I would apply every year from when I turned 18, and I haven't applied yet. So that's, you know, not yeah, proud. It sounds like you have a lot of applications to make up. Yeah, <laughs> got a lot to make up for. Mm-hmm. Um, Cooper, I'm just wondering if you have any other final thoughts on the season. Like, I mean, first, thank you for joining us, but also, like, thank you for watching because... <laughs> I felt like we kind of like pilfered uh, two great players from your game and like, but I was always so excited to share their success because I think for like Sarah and also Emily Paddock to an extent, I think uh, their personalities were not fully shown on Survivor Michigan um, in in whatever way, whether it's like the Alliance overshadowing them or just Sarah not being on the the episodes a lot. And um, I was always really glad that the reception from the Survivor Michigan fans was so positive to both of these people but cooper anything from you that we still need to talk about i don't think so i i think it it was great that the two of them got to go so far and got first and second in this game i think um they're both i mean i think you can see them on survivor michigan and both see that they're very good players with even more potential than than they like than they did on their seasons there um so i think seeing them in these other um, kind of shorter, like live reality games has been um, amazing, not only for Survivor Michigan, but probably for them as well, just to be like, okay, I am a better player than than I placed on my on their original season. Um, and I think they both probably knew that, but um, I think proving that on multiple different seasons, um, yeah, is just uh, kudos to both of them for, for going out and doing that um, and showing what they're capable of doing on little survivor games like these so yeah absolutely well sarah um first of all i was so glad i got to see you during that live but i i'm such a fan of yours and one of the one of the hardest votes i ever had to do was vote you out of survivor ruffalo i fucking hated every second of it wait and yeah both of you guys have voted me out of games everyone but chris chris you're just yeah you're just on the list can i tell so, you um, that it would be it would be like almost like I've said this so many times. Like, if I ever played a game with Naomi or with Sarah or Paddock, I couldn't vote for them. Like, I would have to be like forced to do it. It wouldn't be something I could do. And if I lost the game, I'd be okay with that. Yeah, yeah technically, Sarah, I've... I was forced to vote for you in a horrible yeah. circumstance where we had an idle nullifier and someone else had immunity. But I will say that Sarah, you're also very funny on that season. And like, it's like I have a great time hanging out with you and. Sarah, I'm sorry that Claire's going to get voted out of Big Brother this week. So sad. <laughs> so sad. Oh, so sad. It breaks my heart. Yeah, honestly. it's really tough. 
this is a tough way for her to go. But ultimately, I feel like it'll be okay and she'll be okay. She would have felt betrayed and heartbroken at a later date anyways. So mm-hmm. at least well, she heard it from from the source somewhat. Right. Um, guys, th- thank you for tuning in. Sarah, anything else? Anything else in the mind? I do want to say something about Night Zero that I think is really funny because Kyle <laughs> reminded me of Night Zero. The only, I remember two things about that night. And one was that we were all really hungry for some reason. I don't know why, like none of us had eaten, whatever. And so I had like packed up a nice New York bagel with this vegan tofu cream cheese that is nowhere else in the world. The Like the New York bagel, yes, especially the vegan tofu cream cheese is so good and they don't have it anywhere else. And so I went to my bar and I got this bagel and I sat back down and started eating it. And I think Alejandro was sitting next to me and he's like, oh my God, I'm so hungry. And so of course I'm like, oh, do you like want a bite of this bagel? And I totally expected him to say no. <laughs> But he said yes, and then everyone wanted a bite of the bagel, and my bagel got passed around, and Sony oh took a bite. And and I was so sad about it. That's hilarious. <laughs> and I was like, dang, these people ate my bagel, and I'm hungry. I'm going to vote their asses out. <laughs> I'm I'm glad we, had, we, we did have some vegan options for you during the game. Yes. I'm happy. I'm happy we did have that. You did have that. It was not a starvation situation at all. <laughs> we were just hungry, waiting. I think it was waiting for the dinner that you had served. So we were not being starved. We were just regular yeah. hungry. Shocker, um, this past is being drama queens. Um, <laughs> Sarah, <laughs> you have to, you have to give me your address because I want to send you these. I still have them. Oh my God, my vote? All your votes to win. I still have Ooh. them. I've kept them in the voting urn until season five. Wow. Even even that one. So if you hey, want them. That I think that was Alejandro. He said, like, way to go, girl. Oh, okay. Oh. <laughs> Tiniest little scribbles on the vote. Okay, I'll send you my address. Um, thank you. Yeah. yeah. Don't say it out loud. Um, Cooper, thank you for joining us. Uh, so nice to catch up. Sarah, I'll get you some vegan tofu cream cheese. I'll find some uh, next time. Oh, my God. Listen, if my COVID goes away in time, I'll be in New York soon. So I can miss that. Soon. Um, and I just Yay. want to say that you can vote for fan favorite and a bunch of other things for Survivor New York season four. If you go to SNY4 fan vote, any URL.com slash SNY4 fan vote. Um, or it's on our viewer group, which you should check out. But you can vote for Sarah or whoever you want to be your fan favorite. And you can vote for the most entertaining player of the season, the best strategic player of the season, your favorite immunity challenge. We love to hear your feedback on the season. So please do that. Um, and most importantly, just subscribe to Survivor New York. We just put out a teaser for season five. And uh, the season five cast is living for it. So I hope you will stay tuned for that. Thank you for tuning into Live Reality Games and have a great night. Say